Television junkies, bingers, nerds, families, friends, and so forth. Welcome to the party, pal. The mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. My name is Michael Shields, and I am here with my co-host, Brian Saxon. What is up, Brian? What's up, man? Are you ready? Episode three. We are there. We're in the third episode. We're rolling. All right. Episode three, like Attack of the Clones. Where's that, that Crowley line? That always that I hear episode three. Um, but uh, today... We are here to talk about a true Oscar contender, uh, a, a much-hyped film and three billboards. But before we get going, we want to kind of uh, just just a quick reminder about the ways to reach us, to get in touch with us. Um, uh, we have just begun this journey, and uh, as of now, our inbox is still empty. So if you have any um, suggestions, ideas... Uh, you know, if you want to, to lay into us about what, how, where we're fucking up and what's going on, um, the email is welcome to the party pal podcast at gmail.com. And if you have any show su- suggestions as well, uh, let us know. We want to, you know, we'll, we're, we're taking them. And, and if you get in there now, but our Twitter is at to the party pal, at to the party pal, T O T H E party pal. And our Instagram, what's our Instagram, Uh Welcome to the Party Pal Podcast. Awesome. At, at Welcome to the Party Pal Podcast. Yes. So Three Billboards. Um, it is a, a film. Um, I'm, 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 I, I, I will be... I, I love this film. I was, I was thinking of a way to kind of dance around the fact that, I, that this thing kind of floored me. But uh, it's a film um, about a mother that challenger, challenges the local authority to solve her daughter's murder when they failed to catch the culprit. And uh, it's, it's, it's a film where Francis uh, McDormand fights the power. It's, it's, it's a beast of a film. And um, it was uh, directed by Martin McDonough. Am I saying that right? I think it's McDonough. McDonough. I would say. You're it's gonna McDonough. You're going to saying that a lot uh, throughout, throughout M- our Martin McDonough. Am I saying that right? I, I tend to say it. Right. Martin McDonough. So what, what has he done? He did in Bruges. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, he did, and then he did uh, Seven Psychopaths, which I did not see. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I don't, I don't think that got the same 
rave reviews that Imbruge did. Imbruge people loved Imbruge. They did. It's yeah. it's weird, man. It's yeah. a weird it's well, a weird movie. I, one thing that took me with it was the dialogue. I really appreciated some of the dialogue between uh, it's Colin Farrell, right? Yeah, and um, oh god, what's his name from Gangs of New York? Yeah, and he's, uh, yeah, he's a great, great character actor. But shit, um, Martin, uh, he's he's a playwright. He's 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 a uh, he was born in London and he has Irish parents. And you know, most of his uh, plays they make commentary on on the Irish working class. And uh, he's funny. It's it's. I actually I was doing a little research today. I came upon the fact that he wrote. His first American play was called uh, was entitled "Be Hand in, in Spokane." Do you remember when that was here at all? It was Christopher Walken. I got to go see it. Really? No. It was, it was all right. Check out this cast. It was Christopher Walken, Sam Rockwell, which is, you get get the connection there right away. Right. Uh, uh, Zoe uh, Kazan, and you know you know who she is. Uh, the, the most recent one she was in was uh, what's the the love story recently um, about the Indian. Kid from uh, oh, um, um, Lion, not Lion, not Lion, not Lion. He's uh, the kid from uh, the HBO oh, uh, the big sick, the big sick, yeah, she's, yeah. she's the girl, and she's in a lot of she's if the, the more right, see it, she's in tons of films, she's pretty awesome. And then Anthony Mackie was also was he was in it as well. Those four, uh, it's a and it's a wild ride, it's it's literally about uh, uh, Christopher Walken losing his hand and trying to get another hand. and He's a, and that so that was the Seven Psychopaths link oh, as well. Oh, well, yeah. he's in Seven Psychopaths. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, and he's racist as fuck at beheading Spokane. It's it's wild. It's it's. And Brendan Gleeson. Brendan was a guy yes, named Bruce. Yes. So yeah. We we might forget, but we'll we'll bring it back. So I I was I was loved that I was able to kind of connect that. Uh, to, it was just I'm a huge walking fan, like in you know bottom of time it was so cool to see him on the stage that's what brought me there that's actually when I fell in love um, um, I, I love Sam Rockwell uh, and that's that's what he took me he he didn't have like this huge role in it but he would come out in between scenes the curtain would close and would have this like narrator role and it was really uh, it was really unique it was cool so he right. did that but while this film was well written and directed I mean the first thing, and I think when we started talking about it, the first thing that kind of comes away uh, is the acting. The acting's really good. Yeah. It's on point. Um, I mean, the dialogue's really, really well written. So they have a lot to work cool with. Premise, yeah. Um, but right. yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, all the performances are pretty, pretty powerhouse. Something top shit. of the back. I mean, Francis, of course. I yeah. Mean, she, uh, I definitely, I cried like on multiple. Did you? Yeah, I cried. Uh, Why'd that make me so happy? Woody, ha- <laughs> I mean, no, I as I get older, I cry. <laughs> Yo, I was watching, uh, I was watching Coco for the first time. Yeah. I'm like, like, TV, like but I'm oh my God, man. That, that movie had me crying. Was, I thought it was crying. So, I thought it was so cool, man. It was great. Huh? I loved it, man. Yeah. Uh, it, visually, it was awesome too. That when they first go to like the, the land, which is like kind of you know the dead where everyone's in the like purgatory area, but it's yeah the flowers when he's trying to cross the. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it was flowers. yeah, it was that was special for me too because I had just gotten yeah. back from you Day, of the, Day dead. of the Dead. Experience, yeah, so and it's really it's right. kind of like you those flowers are a big part of it. Like yeah. all the graves are. Yeah, that's it. Same thing with the the uh, they have all the pictures out and the whole. Yeah, man, they're it, Coco did it right. They, I done, think they did. We are now doing Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we could digress. Um, I mean, that's oh, it's course. it's nominated. I would assume this is our 
Although we did Phantom Thread was yeah, last, but Coco's nominated for Best Animated absolutely. Feature, so there's no reason why we can't talk I about it. I'd be surprised if, if it took it. Um, but Frances, speaking of awards, she did win the Golden Globe. She's the front runner for the Oscars. Sam won a Golden Globe um, for his performance. Woody, uh, Woody's performance, I thought that that was I was you know hearing so much about Frances and Sam. Woody, fucking blew my mind. I thought that was amazing. He he is nominated for. Uh, um, uh, best Supporting Actor. Right. Um, and, and the film did. It won Best Drama and Best Screenplay at the Globe. So it's, it's got a lot of momentum. Uh, it's, you know, it's got some haters out there, which we will get into the critiques in time. But let's let's kind of finish out this uh, this cast. I mean, it's, it's stunning. Clark Peters. Like, Le- Lester Freeman was right. pretty much Lester Freeman, at, like, Clark Peters as Lester Freeman is in this movie. And uh, what's his name who played the, uh, the ex-husband? John Hawks. John Hawks, John Hawks. yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, I mean, what it's it's anyone's seen the sessions or Winner's Bone and I've just Winner's Bone, yeah, that's a badass so one. He's he's awesome. He really he looked good. They cleaned him up because a lot of times he looks like they you know like deep Appalachian films or like or had, Deadwood like in yeah, Deadwood he's yeah. just grimy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he puts a lot of dirt on his face for roles, and this one he looked pretty clean. Uh, Abby Cornish was she was uh, Woody's wife. She was great. Peter Dinklage, of course. Right. Uh, well, you know, I mentioned Lester Freeman, um, yeah, Clark Peters, who plays him. Uh, I loved his subtle introduction. He was just out there while right. he was kicking his ass. And then ass. he just kind of moves, moves his suit out of the way, um, and there's a there's a shield there. Yeah, it's, I get so excited when I see him in things. I just, I'm, so, I'm such a fan of his work. But uh, And when he starts, I mean, that's a great scene, too, when he starts telling him what's what. Absolutely. Starts calling him crackers. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We need it to happen. We need yeah. some backlash. There's, there's too much... And yeah. and that that scene is really potent just because of how Sam you can tell that this guy is an authority figure and Sam Rockwell just in his blatant Does ignorance he's just like you got to be fucking kidding yeah. me with his feet up on the desk he was a child yeah he played that really I think I think it's you know there was a wide range of emotion from his story arc that that definitely is getting to do respect but also. Just who he was. He was a little child. He was right. a spoiled little racist brat in a lot of ways. And he played it in a way that was so believable that that he was just ignorant to, to you know, the ways of the world in so many different ways. Yeah, well, and that was the dynamic with, uh, with Woody, the Woody Harrelson character as well, because he was the father figure. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody else, nobody else liked this guy. Nobody else... Totally. Was in his corner. Woody Harrelson was, and, and it wasn't until Woody Harrelson's character dies that, that his life fell apart. Yeah, because he didn't have he didn't have daddy around in some ways. Right. Um, but it does it does revolve around Frances, and she was just she's such she's such a badass. I I think the first thing I said to someone after seeing the film is the um, the Crips in the Bloods culpable scene. It's the scene when she's talking to, to the, the priest. To the priest, yeah. That's worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. She's badass. I mean, not only, you know, is is is, is it, in my world, I believe it's too, you know, too far overlooked, uh, that bullshit that went down in the church. It kind of seems right. like a bit of a pass, but like, it just, that was so, it was, you, you knew she wasn't fucking around, but when she was, you know, that was at the point where he came to talk some sense into her, and you're like, she's, it's just such, such an impactful moment. Right. She's not playing. I really, the scene that I thought that, because I was kind of, I think I texted you while I was watching it about like Sam Rockwell's yeah. performance. 
And, uh, but it wasn't until the scene when she sees the deer yeah. and she starts talking to the deer as it's, as Absolutely. if it's her daughter or not her daughter. Yeah. And yeah, then, and then like, and then, her. you know, after like a couple lines of dialogue, she kind of like really kind of puts her head down and cries. And it's a really like, you feel that yeah. cry. Absolutely. That's yeah, what, yeah. that's when I was just like, this, this character has many levels and many dimensions because like as sure as she walks around in the town and as sure as she feels herself and what she's doing she's definitely doesn't know if she's doing the right thing she's definitely torn and she's destroyed and that's that deer scene's a deer scene's a great thing i mean it really shows it's like it's an intimate film in that way where it does show uh you know the pain involved in in losing shot I think of Wind River was another one this year. There's two films. Did, did you catch Wind River? Yeah, I, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's another film yeah, that did. dealt in such an impactful way of the loss of a child, and and uh, and, and and she walked you through it. I mean, she put up that front thing, her front. She was really trying to, you know. She, I mean, she, she was definitely using this, this, uh, uh, you know, this cause. And which is obviously a righteous cause. Find out, get some justice. But I mean, there's a way of trying to deal with it and. And it, it did put up her thing, uh, kind of that hard front in a lot of ways that we only got to see certain times the two breaking. Right, hurt right. Um, but uh, Woody, the, his letters. Yeah. I thought that, that was such a cool way for him to express. Uh, he was awesome. His character was so pivotal. Yeah, he was everything. good. It's... Uh, the, it's so much insight was gained from his letters. The, the, um, there was the one. Is, is Abby Cornish? Is she? Uh, she is. She is Australian. Is she in I, real life? I don't yeah. Know many films actually. New South one. Wales, Australia. Is she? Yeah, I was kind of thrown off by that. Mm-hmm. That uh, the Australian accent. Yeah. Because um, I don't think I've ever seen her with that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah. Why, why is there an Australian woman <laughs> yeah. in uh, Ebbing, Missouri? Yeah, Ebbing, Missouri, exactly. Uh, but she was good. Was that good. And the scene where she comes down and she, when she finds out that he killed himself, yeah. when she comes down and she sees the letter and then just breaks down. Absolutely. And then, and like, cut to the, um, it's, you hear his voiceover, mm-hmm. see her walk in. Mm-hmm. That's fucking potent filmmaking. How about, I mean, yes. Absolutely. That's really How good about, filmmaker uh, right there. Uh, he, put, he put that note on his things, like, don't pull off the mask, call the boys. Right, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's attention to detail. But I thought there was so much insight gained from his letters at that moment. Um, you understood, um, kind of, in full, at least I did, why he would take his life at that point. I mean, did you get that? I mean, is that something yeah. you, uh, you think about it all? I was curious your thoughts on this. Cause I, if I would take my life, well, I mean, if I was if in that situation? That situation do, you, do you understand that? Some yeah, people, of some course. Some people think it's very fucking selfish. Uh, Why would you do it? And like, I think it can be selfless because you don't want them to right. you know, deal with that. Or It's both ways. I don't know. I mean, the only reason why Americans think that it's selfish is because Suicide isn't a part of our culture, yeah. but if you look at something like somewhere like Japan, like where suicide was a noble thing for years and years and years and years, way back to the feudal era, yeah, 
It's not that crazy. No, I, um, I and it's like assisted suicides. I I I I find it something that it makes sense to me. Also, it, fucking, you can do whatever you want. It's yeah. your body. But true. Hey, but that's one thing. I, that's what I was thinking of this. Is I mean, do you know um, John Perry Barlow at all? No. Nah. He, uh, he passed recently. He was a he was a, a songwriter for the Grateful Dead. He's all, but he was also uh, well known. He's one of the. Um, people on the front lines like before anyone heard of net neutrality this guy was um, this guy was fighting for freedom of the internet he saw right. it as like the, 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 the you know just a place where, where free ideas needed to reign how powerful that is the anti-Ajit Pai yeah yes he was <laughs> that's your dude I can I see fucking hate that guy um, so he, he wrote these 25 I want to share this with you all the time these 25 principles of adult behavior and it's beautiful. I mean, they should replace the fucking bullshit Ten Commandments with with, with pardon me, it, that offended you. I apologize, but uh, that did not offend me. I'm an uh, atheist. Uh, the twenty five uh, principles of adult behavior, and, and one of them is um, is your life is yours uh, is not yours alone. Take care of it, and 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 I know that doesn't fully relate to a situation like that, but that also makes sense. You know, you do. There's a lot of people who are going to be hurt, probably more than most people think. In people who are dealing with depression or anything hard that that will be affected by you not being there. I mean, as much well, as it's your of, body alone. Of course, like but if you're not here. You're not. It's, it's your a job. lot of people are going to be affected if you have an abortion, but yeah. that's not their sure. that's not their decision. Yeah, I just I just think it's an interesting thing because it's it's it, you, you, I can't see so easily both sides of it. Like I could see why why she would be so pissed at him, oh. but also like he was trying to do something. What, her. Was she pissed at him? I don't know. She was upset. She was hurt. She was upset. I mean, we would be able to find out that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was something brought home by that. I think she understood it. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and well, I mean, there was so much addressed about uh, 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 the the pain involved in this type of loss. Not only like her loss, but you know that situation with the husband's loss. And I loved also how the film addressed. Um, uh, Francis McDormand's uh, Mildred's son's pain and how her protests were actually compounding the pain. For right, him. right. It was making it worse for him. Right. Yeah, which is which, which was wild to see. I, I am glad they were touching on so many. Which is why it's such a powerful film in my mind. It was touching on so many, you know, so many ways it affected everyone. Right, right. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's. I don't know. I was really taken by it. I just, it was, I, for some reason, I just started. I was thinking about the uh, when the uh, when, when Sam when Sam is he's he's taking out his frustration on, on that kid and did throw him out the window. Throws him out the window. Oh, that was I was cringy. I was I actually I saw it on an airplane the first time, which took a lot out of it because uh, yeah, I can't you can't you can't watch movies on planes, just, man. It was an opportunity. It was an opportunity, so I took it and. They took out the cuss words and mixed up. I mean, Rockwell and and Woody put on a like a fucking swearing clinic. Yeah, and it, yeah. So like, I had to see it again. Right. right away. I was just like, no. what do they do? Do they do? They they make up things. Oh wow. Freaking oh. like oh. you know, sucking. And, right, right, right. You know, so they don't. Uh, that that's almost worse than when you're kind of like blanking it out. Yeah, yeah. Blanking, then you can like. Oh, they said fuck there. Yeah, totally. but you're totally thrown off if you're definitely someone else's voice. Comes one was one of the ones that they always used to use, at least back in the day when you watch them on TV, is uh, fooling. Quit fooling around. <laughs> yeah. 
or the uh, the famous uh, Lebowski is, uh, you know, the um, uh, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on on like what network is. TV. Uh, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the <laughs> Alps. <laughs> No. Yes, not. yes. So you can actually... Find a stranger. Yeah, yeah. It's we amazing. could YouTube that shit. I love... Uh, during that scene, though, there's something, I mean, um, that that was hidden me. They used the uh, song. It's called um, uh, His Master's Calling. It's a... It's it's uh, it's a Jim James song when he was with the Master of Pulp project with Connor Oberst and uh, M. Ward. That's, so that's there's I mean that's a song that's meant a lot to me for a while. Jim James from My Morning Jacket. Right. Um, but man, this film really did uh, did throw me for a loop in a lot of ways. Did you know that the uh, the three billboards uh, kind of uh, the idea of using billboards for like whether. In this case, it was to you know get some personal justice, but um, it's it's being used in a variety of different ways in real life at this point. Have you seen anything? Yeah. About this? All right, so I got three examples. Uh, I'd love to hear your take on it. So, recent one uh, was kind of put out there today. A street artist named, I think his name's Sabo. Um, he installed three billboards. I think he actually he took uh, regular billboards and he, he didn't buy them this was illegal I'm sure it's street art I think he just draped things over it right he made, he made his own billboard near the Oscars that read uh, one read no names on the stage or shut the hell up um, no names on the I stage fully, or shut the hell up I don't up. fully understand what he said I think he's trying to say that everyone's culpable like he was just like it, it, all these people knew everything and, and you guys can't act like you don't you're bet, better than this right uh, the other ones make, make a whole lot more sense we all knew and still no arrest. And the third one is the Oscars. Uh, the Oscar for biggest pedophile goes to. Hmm. So you put those, I guess, in LA um, in the vicinity of right. the awards. Um, the second one that I saw is a Philadelphia-based company named uh, what is it like Power Home Remodel some remodeling something some company there. They were um, they're trying to boo LeBron James. From um, from Cleveland to Philly, so they put up three uh, billboards around Cleveland. One had like his number, um, just his jersey number with jersey numbers of the other team members. The other one said, uh, you know, complete the process, which is the Philly thing. And then the other was Philly wants LeBron. But um, so they were using that, you know. How much are uh, how much are they spending on these I don't, billboards? Those were big billboards in downtown Cleveland. I mean, I'm, it's downtown Cleveland, so I'm sure you could you know get them for a little thing. But this was my favorite. This was awesome. This is for social. Um, these weren't these weren't stationary billboards, but these were three trucks that drove around Miami back to back, and each side had billboards on it. And it was right after the um, the, the terrible uh, massacre in Parkland, um, and they were obviously trolling uh, Marco Rubio, Rubio, because mm. um, one the first one read "Slaughter in Our School," and then the second one said "And Still No Gun Control." And the third one said, how come Marco Rubio? Hmm. And they just drove around uh, uh, Miami. And, I mean, Rubio has accepted $3.3 million from the NRA right. at this point. And I just, I, I like the idea of someone, you know, being clever enough to, you know, use that for social change. Did you see uh, Walmart just, uh, just announced that they're not going to sell guns to... That was Dick's Sporting. No, no, Walmart after Dick's. You're kidding. Yeah, I uh, just saw an alert. I, I, I have a hard time believing you. I've never. Uh, I've yeah, never, yeah. I didn't see them bending in any ways. 
Yeah, I will say this about Dick's though. If you look into, if you, you know, a lot of people have short memories on this. After Sandy, Walmart raises the minimum age for firearm purchases to 21. It's such a fucking no-brainer. I know. It's such a no-brainer. Yeah, but still, people are like... Yeah, no, I'm sorry. They, they jump at... It's crazy reading comments on any sort of news about this. It's so divided right down the middle, which is insane to me. I, is it, though? I think the numbers of people who really want sensible gun control are uh, in the majority. Probably. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Yeah. No, but I mean, if you're looking at it on social media, and, like, it does probably feel... There's always some assholes <laughs> willing to... Maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's just the uh, percentage of people that will just get into random fights with strangers. Yeah, it takes a certain asshole to really get out there. And, and, on both sides, man. Uh, like, well, why? God. Yeah, I'm not saying that's the right, right way. No, it's just like, why... Why even get into it? Yeah, with someone I, that you don't know, and like spend a day. I know. I mean, I it's, it's one thing I think about is when people. I get sick when I read it. I get yeah. like sick to my stomach. I, I'm like, why am I, I doing feel this? Like why I'm am middle, I doing this? In the middle of an argument myself, right? When I'm reading it, it's, it's pulling and pushing my emotions. But you're kind of like trying to understand the current Absolutely. zeitgeist that we live in. Yeah. And trying to understand perspectives and views and trying right. to learn, and then you get caught up. I know, and then you're like, "Oh fuck!" What I was going to say though was, um, it's it's after Sandy Hook, uh, Dix did a similar thing, where they did, uh, I think they raised the age, and they actually went back on it. So hopefully, this change is, is more permanent. It does feel different. I think. Uh, if who knows? Yeah, I mean, we'll see if it's different um, come November. Yeah. Yeah. Because if people are serious about. Yeah, any if, sort of change, and they have if, to get if out. People do want gun control. They're gonna fucking vote people out that uh, that, that that will vote for their interests. But this is not about that. Uh, <laughs> but it's it definitely. I I I did love that. Uh, I, and who knows? Maybe that will continue. We'll see see the effects of uh, the the film kind of ripple out into the world. I love when it kind of comes off the screen in that way. Um, have you been seeing? In, I hate to do this because I, you know, I, I like I like to keep it a positive. Uh, when we're, especially we're talking about something we really enjoy and an art, you know, something we feel that was so well acted, well written, uh, well directed, and just put together so, in, in such a cool way. Uh, sometimes you don't want to even bring up the critiques, but I would feel we're not doing our job if we don't discuss it. And there's some serious critiques out here about this film. Are you asking me my critiques of it no, or I'm just the, you, you the know, public? I'm kind of saying, like, if you, uh, wondering if you're kind of seeing what I'm seeing going around because the beef is that that uh, it's about Sam Rockwell's redemption arc and that he, the way they're seeing it is that he found redemption not through owning up to his racism or serving jail time for his crimes, but because he's, because he's determined to solve the mystery of the guy who raped and killed Francis McDormick's daughter, and they're pissed that uh, someone so terribly racist and awful is is giving some sort of redemption. I was curious if you had any thoughts on that. I did. I, I certainly have my own. Um, so by that rationale, are no anyone that's ever thought a certain way is not a is not allowed redemption. Mm-hmm. So someone that is racist and then comes around, they're not. Yeah, they can't redeem themselves. No. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's. I, it's, they, it's the world's not black and white. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people that are, and I've had, you know, relationships with people that have had some seriously fucked up views on the world. That doesn't like necessarily make them bad people. Yeah. And even though, like, someone is someone 
if someone is a racist, that doesn't mean that they're. It just means that they're they're in the dark. Well, they're yeah, in the look, dark about no, certain things, totally. and it, it's it's uh, it rather than fight them, why not try and help them? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think the first thing you said is something I think of about like if someone does change, you would be a fucking fool to not open, you know, welcome them into right. your world. Say, say you don't believe in what, you know, like Trump and, and, and say someone says, I made a mistake on Trump. You, you wouldn't be like, well, you voted for him. Go fuck yourself. You'd right. welcome. Come, we need you. Right. We need you. It would be a fool to not allow somebody, you know, to, to, to grow and change. But I, it, it's, I do believe it's uh, I do believe they're they kind of looking at it a little bit wrong. I don't, I just don't see that he was, you know, their criticism implies that Rockwell is fully forgiven for his sins, and I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. that's the case at all. I, yeah. I, 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 I think it was, um, you know, it was heart heartening to see Francis McDonald. Wow, that find was somebody. that was uh, that was real creepy. Just not yeah. to interject, I just was typing in criticism for mm-hmm. and like. It came up three billboards. Three billboards, yeah. Wow. What is that? I don't know. I mean, I had another tab open. That's the internet knows what we're fucking doing. Ugh. It's fucking scary. Um, yeah, did you did you uh, did you did you read one article in particular, or these were just? I, I, I uh, wait. The Daily Beast had an article entitled uh, Three Billboards La- Laughs Off the Violence of Racism." But, um, laughs off the violence. Yeah. See, well, I, all criticism that I read has implied through his suffering, we we learn to forgive him. I don't. I think that's ridiculous. It's it it it, it kind of uh, it, it's it's they, they're implying that we found sympathy for a racist, and I, I just I see it differently. I see I see that he was a vehicle and a very highly unlikely vehicle, uh, you know, for a story. About a character that was broken and just and hurting, and this this you know this measure of catharsis came from such a unique place, and it was about her, and it was about her finding, even in a weird way, some sort of peace, you know. And there's that, and I I, I didn't you know I didn't really find empathy for for Sam's character. I was I was excited that he was doing that for, her, but I I sure as did help uh, for Woody's character. I his situation. That was a tight spot he was in. I yeah. just went off the rails there, but I just I didn't find that for 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 Sam as much as he was getting beat up. I, I was, but I was glad he was doing what he was doing for her. And yeah, Daily Beat. Yeah, Ira Madison up the critique, finding fault with the British Irish director's overall outsider perspective towards race in America. That's another. That's another thing. An outsider can't have a perspective of uh, can't comment on the the problems yes. in America. Yeah. What is this? I've never, uh, he, God, actually, that's such that's such he, tribalism. He has, actually, he has a bit. He, that's he goes on. If you read it, you'll get more frustrated because he keeps going on about how an Irish man can't understand any nuance of race and thing. I mean, he's he's been making films here. He's, I, I don't know. I agree with you. I don't. I think that's bullshit. Also, if you are, I think you were touching on this just a second ago when, like, the, it, it's, I, I find some sympathy for children who are racist. So I thought that the mother in the film, her role in a lot of ways showed why he was who he was. So right. this was a generational racism thing. Right. And you, I do find, I have a level of sympathy for people who, 
who are this thing, this fucking ignorance. I am so thankful that didn't happen in my life, where like this level of ignorance was just pushed on you, and you now you're this fucking terrible, racist, ignorant person, and like. It's. I mean, it's. It's. Those things are important. These are important stories to discuss because that's real. That's happening, and we do have to find ways to break the chain. We have to break that chain. Right. You know. Yeah. And I. I. I, I don't know. I just think it was. These. It's. There's. <laughs> people are too hard on these stories, man. It just. It's just a movie. It's just a movie, and there's like there's there's it's, it doesn't have to be a certain thing. It doesn't have to be making, uh, you know, these certain claims about these certain profound you know it doesn't have to make every point right you know and you can find um, there there's no point there is there's no point that is right yeah so uh, this universe is uh born out of chaos and it is chaos (laughs) there's there's no like there's no like a movie isn't like so one of like the things that irks me the most is when someone is just like sees a movie and they're just like well i wanted the character to do this or this or this at the end i'm like but you didn't make the fucking movie yeah the the term i use is you're being prescriptive 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 you're you're, you're trying to prescribe what you want onto your experience of enjoying the film yeah i liked it but i don't i didn't want the uh i wanted the character to fall in love with this character i'm just like well guess what they didn't motherfucker like write your own story where that happens yeah take it or leave it take try try to understand what they were telling you through that try to learn it like it's 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 it, it can take away from your experience not just in film and seeing music seeing any sort of art if you go into it wanting something or thinking that you know better or, or something, I, I, it's. Uh, McDonough said uh, about the character: he's definitely a racist and a bully, but I wouldn't say he's treated sy- sympathetically. I was I trying to see. Keep going. I was trying to see the hope in all these people. So if you're saying that that's treating a character sympathetically, to agree that is. But the point of the film and the thing I hope people come with is the possibility of change in people. Yeah. I think well, I think yeah. there's a level of, of of that, like in a huge way. There's like a hope from humanity thing, and right. that's what we were saying with welcoming people who are willing, or something happens to change them. That that should be hopeful to people. Right. People should. I mean, I don't think uh, people on like the extremes of either side want that though. I think extremists they want to hold they, shit against they, you, for the and they time. want like to be right, and they want. Their side to win, Nobody's and if you're, uh, yeah, and if you're front, if you're on the other side of whatever your belief system is, then you're the enemy. So if somebody, someone sees a racist as like strictly an enemy and not like someone that's damaged and needs help, yeah. then that's a problem. Yeah. These teams, these teams, I don't tribes, know. it's tribes, the tribes, I man. It's I don't understand how how. Just how it's it's it's, and it does feel heightened. I, I know it, it it could be rid- ridiculous to even buy into that because I'm sure it's a, it's felt that way in a lot. But it does feel heightened these 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 you know different viewpoints and the whole thing. And it, but we are all in this together, and we got to figure it out. And I think films like this have a way of of, of, of finding some connection. I mean, I think of, I think uh, I think you nailed one of the most impactful moments with the the deer. But there's mm. that other scene that I think really killed me was when he coughs blood on her. And, like, she is tough as nails. She just fucked, she just, she fucked up that dentist. Right. She's, she's fucking up everyone. And, and, and she just sees 
what he's going through. And you, you see her rattle. Right. You see her rattle right. for the first time. And she has to walk out. And it's just like, man, we're all going through it. And, you know, she, she needed to go, you know, she needed to wage war against him. But, you know, with... With, with seeing that she couldn't she couldn't even you know deal with like man I, I, you can almost see in her right. like, fuck what am I doing right 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 yeah that one that one that one messed me up right was, well uh, she still had love for him yeah they weren't enemies they weren't she it was not her enemy yeah it was it was it, well yes I talked about the letters sorry I get so excited I talked about the letters the first one kind of made me think about the whole uh, death thing. the second one that that was was to her he earnestly. It, it, it full, you know, fully wanted her to find justice. Mm. Like he, like it's. It, it, yeah. He said that. Yeah. He, he meant it. He wanted her to find his justice. I hope. I truly hope. He yeah. Found her justice. So. Yeah. Any other? Any other things? Like really? I think we just ripped through that one. That was yeah. That good. <laughs> um. Nice. The movie. I, I loved it, man. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I had some criticisms of it. Oh, Nothing sure. that was like overshadowed, overshadowed the, the positives. Yeah. I was I was perplexed at the the point of the the uh, the side uh, story with uh, Peter Dinklage's character. Yeah. I don't know why that was in there. I don't like. I think they were humanizing her a bit. I know what you mean, though. And it's, they're, they're trying to <laughs> trying to humanize. I mean, <laughs> they just kind of insert him in there, and like the the scene. Uh, you didn't have to hold that ladder. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was kind of um, Yeah, I think there was a humanization factor. It's, I, yeah. He, I mean, he de- he definitely served the tool as a, as an alibi at a, at a point. I, r- I don't know. There's a lot of different reasons that people write in, but yeah. Right, he's, he's he's just great in everything though too. Even though it was minimal, he's, he's yeah, <laughs> yeah, love that man, dude. yeah, he's uh, cool. Oh, he's cool. Um, you know, we well we are recording this uh, prior to the Oscars, and uh, we pr- we're releasing it after the Oscars, so we're not going to know yeah. what happens. But I mean, personally, and I I I, I, I love. Do you, do you think um, so? Would, this would this would probably be our. Well, this will be our last podcast before the Oscars. But it will be released right afterwards. Do you have uh, predictions? Well, uh, that's what, well, my thing I was just going to say is, uh, yeah, is I would be cool if this won. Um, I, what would I, I you... I felt that much. I, uh, what do you think is going to win? This is Shape of Water. Would, would, I think I love Shape of Water. I, think I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I think that's my favorite film of the year. Uh those two would make. What do you have any? Do you have any thoughts? I mean, I think Dunkirk's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I. I thought it was amazing too. Yeah, I think that one was the kind of the. I think, and I know. Uh, I think Guillermo del Toro is going to win it, but I think Christopher Nolan's just as worthy. Uh, yeah. You're in film, and and. and... I, I mean, I, I'm. I definitely have had a. I was a huge Nolan fan in like the last couple. I, I did not like Dark Knight Rises. I didn't like Inception. Yeah. I didn't like uh, what else did he? What else did he have? But, upon those, yeah. right? But uh, but Dunkirk, I thought was great. Yeah, it was really of, great. I think it's one of I think it's one of his best films. I think it's an amazing love, war movie. I love how they bent time. I mean, it just like I mean, those the land, sea, and air situations were taking over taking. They were they were taking place over different spans of time, right? And the way they brought those together, I, I think it was it was it was a more finely crafted film than, than it's even getting credit for in some ways. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna win. I think it's getting looked over. Yeah. Uh, 
for some reason, like, I mean, I liked Get Out, but for some reason, I, I feel like there's a lot of hype that yeah. this is going to win. And if it does, I, I, I think it's, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's it an, I think it's an important film, but like, I don't think it's a great film. I mean, it's, I, it's I, kind I, of I a, a I, I, I understand. I've read a, some great articles about it and it's important. So just, it just didn't, it didn't do it for me. I, I love, I, I don't know. It's it's a cool you know what a great year for film though I really there's a I lot of good shit there's yeah. a lot of good movies and then even some of the block but I know we're both like Ragnarok fans and like yeah cool why it was, why isn't like, Ragnarok nominated we get Ragnarok I've seen it like three times now but like I was looking at a, a, a list of films from this year and I was just like it it, it was awesome there's some really great movies and. And uh, it, it's it's some great performances. Yeah. Once again, I mean, it's 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 a really really cool year. So I would Parent, oh. apparently I haven't seen I Tanya, but apparently Allison Janney is like she's, kills it in it. She's so great. She's she's definitely gonna win from everything I've seen her. I've is seen uh is Darkest Hour supposed to be? He's like, supposed to be really really wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge girl. <laughs> oh my god, I saw this uh, I saw this one article. <laughs> Where they had uh, comments from Academy voters, and one person wrote, "I'm voting for Gary Oldman. I don't care if he hit his wife with the <laughs> telephone." <laughs> Which is he, 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 that he, good? He, I don't care that there's spouse. That's a, that's the one thing that's uh, you know with all these things, all the all that coming out and terrible things. It's it's. Bill, yeah. people are terrible. People, people have always been terrible. Anything that any product that you buy, yeah. anything that any type of art that you consume, someone that has made that, whether it's like a type of shampoo or whether it's a, a, a great album that you love or whether it's a restaurant that you eat at, any anything, there yeah. are bad people that like do horrible things to other people that make that. Yeah. I, that, it's, it's, I, but that, I do but understand you, the fact that it is special when uh, when good people make good things and for know, sure it's 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 you're, you, what you're saying is definitely it's, it's it's makes makes so much sense. But it's we're not going to be able to to watch anything if yeah, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> if we're dude, once 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 Tom Hanks and Ron Howard go down. Yeah, it's, man, it's, it's over. Like, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, hopefully, it makes people. Hopefully, this type of thing makes people act better because people do need to act better so i'm just looking at did, I'm, you, did you see that loving Vincent? i did see it I yeah how cool was that? i'm just uh, yeah we're just i'm just like scrolling through for people uh, that aren't I love that, that can't that, see that is uh in you know the running for the best animation film it's, yeah i didn't it's cool, it's cool to see an art piece in there you know, i didn't realize there are a lot of uh, good art piece uh, animation films and i'm a huge fan of animation that are made Throughout the year, that that don't get put in these categories because they're just hogged up by Pixar and Disney and and uh, and, and whatnot. But I, I think Coco take that one. Right yeah, there. but Loving Vincent was really good. Yeah, it's, I mean, I can't remember the name, the number of the amount of uh, paintings that they used. But I mean, we're talking like in the thousands. Of yeah, paintings used. I mean, like a hundred. Uh, yeah, a hundred. Uh, I think like over a hundred painters. Oh yeah, we're yeah. we're working Absolutely. on it. You, I, I saw uh, pictures of like and videos of uh, making up in the in the studio. Yeah, painting it, it was phenomenal. So yeah, Kyle, so, 
costume design, Phantom Thread, I thought it was yeah, great. Yeah. Cinematography, Blade Runner. Roger Deakins nominated like yeah more Blade, Blade Runner but just like Thor like, yeah. like a banger I of, still of, yeah of that's one of my I think that's one of the best movies I've seen this yeah. year yeah. I mean I'm I'm obviously partial to sci-fi but sure sure uh, yeah. yeah yeah well we have some sci-fi uh, casts coming coming at you real soon I think the next couple we have planned are gonna be sci-fi so we'll be digging into that and and um yeah, no, it's, I mean, more of the story, uh, if you haven't, and everyone who's with us right now has, but Three Billboards is worth a go, and it's, you know, it's, it's a cool discussion piece on many levels, and I'm glad we've had it, glad we, uh, glad you all took the journey with us on this one, so remember, our email, welcome to the party, pal, podcast at gmail.com, get at us, tell us what's up, and, tell, uh, tell us how, 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 how uh, how wrong we were here, how right we were, what, what, what's next, the whole thing. And uh, Twitter, at, at, at ToThePartyPal. And, and IG, at Welcome to the Party Pal Podcast. And yeah, we'll have mad images of this whole situation there. Uh, thank you all for, uh, thanks for joining the party. Are you a pathetic and worthless man?